Welcome to the Art Burrito Podcast with Jason Wilkins. Life, art, marketing, and all the deliciousness in between. Here we go. Okay, we're live. Perfect. Oh, one sec. I don't think I have mine. Uh, no, I didn't. I asked about the like, le- I asked about the lefts and rights I'm like, and some, you failed. Something's weird with my headset. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, this is the Art Burrito Podcast, and this is episode number twenty-three, which is I say it every time, which is kind of crazy. I kind of just started this as like an experiment to see what would happen, and just keep going. So that's good. That is pretty awesome. <laughs> so we're gonna crack the beer. A team cracking of the beer. Let's do it. One, two, three. Oh, yeah. So um, we are drinking the hazelnut coffee stout. Which I'm actually excited to try. Yeah. I didn't have coffee on the way here, so I'm doubling up my drinking Cheers. and my caffeine. Cheers. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, you can taste good. the coffee in that, eh? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Everybody on the podcast today is Paul Bennett from Ashburn Realty. And um, really cool to have Paul on because, um, uh, well, for a ton of reasons, really. I mean, you're doing like, I don't know how many things at once. Like, I don't know how you're, you're like juggling. Uh, I don't know. I just don't know how you do it. Um, I'm, we're going to jump in, though. I just really want you to dive in. And I ask this, this of everybody. Uh, to dive in sort of on your on your past like where you grew up and but i want you to dig in a little deeper on um sort of how you got to where you are now um and kind of how it how it began um it's really super interesting to me so go ahead you can start wherever you like uh okay so on the growing up side of stuff i guess while i'm born in peterborough and i'll say that i'm East City boy and my with my best Will Smith Prince of Fresh Prince oh, of Bel Air nice. reference and I'm uh, nice um, East East Peterborough born and raised yeah and uh, actually moving back to East City for uh, coming up here soon which is pretty exciting for oh, me oh yeah and uh, yeah so like on a, a personal level grew up in Peterborough spent most of my adult life here did go to university in uh, uh, Waterloo at Laurier yeah and uh, I was very fortunate to travel you know I spent a couple of years of my life doing a lot of traveling all over the world so got exposed to a bunch of different cultures and areas and ideas which was uh, extremely fortunate for and then obviously yeah. back here now and doing a bunch of different things that uh, i really enjoy yeah so on the business end of things so like for example i grew up kind of knowing like hey i like to draw and i'm getting good at it so that's it that's what i'm gonna do like i feel like that's kind of my passion that's what i'm gonna follow and, you know, there, it ebbs and flows and there's good and bad and you kind of go off course and blah, blah, blah. What? Like, no idea. <laughs> I can say I can tell where you're going, but yeah. Where where did it, so was there a pivotal moment where you're like, hey, this, this could be something or I'm just going to grow this or what happened there? It, it's funny because I do a lot of work with junior achievement. We do, a, you know, a lot of those career days and that kind of stuff. And you get asked that question a lot. Like, you know, did you get up when you were 14 years old and decide you wanted to develop things? Yeah, okay. yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I love playing with Monopoly and Lego when I was a kid, like most kids. And certainly whether you watched me at that time and said, hey, maybe he's going to be good at this. You probably didn't. But yeah, I, yeah. I might have been. Uh, but if you were to ask me when I was 14 or 15 years old, I probably would have said I wanted to be a doctor. And Really? Yeah. So And so... 
to say, is there a defining moment? Kind of what I always, you know, go, go back on is just keeping your eyes open for opportunity in terms of, you know, what you know, using your skill set in a way that is going to benefit you and others. Right. So I, yeah. I, you know, I stumbled into a few things on the building side of stuff that, um, kind of led me to a passion of, I really enjoy helping people, right? So my yeah. way of helping people, which I think inherently all humans just enjoy helping others if they can find a, a way of doing that. Yeah. Um, so I, my real passion and what do I do, the core of what I enjoy every day is working with businesses, right? So working mm-hmm. with the businesses as they start and grow. And now a business is you, like you, you, freelancers, everyone right. who has a passion in life and is looking to fulfill that passion. Yeah. I love that, right? So I love that passion, right? Yes. So, um, so for me and what I do, I can... It's not a hundred percent of what I do, but the, you know, the kind of genesis around of, you know, building things and working, you know, renovating buildings and that kind of stuff builds from the people out. Right. So you get to know the people, you get to know what okay. they want to do, their business, how they want to grow or, you know, retract or expand or whatever. And, uh, that's what, you know, I enjoy being there as someone's business opens. And yeah. That kind of thing. yeah. So I don't think I really answered that per se in terms of the tipping point. I, I saw an opportunity and there was an opportunity in life at the time where you could, because the real estate market wasn't great. Yeah. So I, you were able to buy places and renovate them and financing was very easy. Yeah. And, uh, so I started doing a bunch of that through university. Wow. And, um, yeah. I was going to say, how young were you? So that's in early, early twenties ish. Yeah. Well, even earlier than that, probably, I think I did something one here before I went to university and then I, I did when I was at university as opposed to renting, did, did that. Yeah. And, uh, that just gave me a bit of a, a running head start in terms of, I guess, starting to, to buy and renovate places. And, yeah. Um, and that's, you know, luckily morphed into some cool, the, like what I really enjoy the planning and the city building yeah. kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, because it's, it's, it's grown obviously far beyond that. Like it's, you, you have venture North and you have, um, like you're, you're developing some stuff in East city now. And like, um, so when did it turn into like, um, what you just described there? Like, I'm going to do this, you know, we'll do, you know, a small property here and there and it'll be cool. And then, but now you're, you've like, honestly, like downtown is, if you look around, like most of it's Ashburnham, right? A lot of it is where, where, where was that shift? Where it was like, oh, okay, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna go like next level. I'm gonna kind of like, yeah. And, and to be totally honest, people ask me too, um, even from here, like, what are your goals? And and I hate actually saying this because I don't have any goals. Where mm-hmm. I feel like every book you read or every you know every podcast you listen to is about yeah. you set these goals. You're going to achieve these goals. And yeah. I actually look more micro in just terms of like helping people every day, right? Like, and just, you know, keep, you know, on a, on, a, on a more micro level, just achieve the daily goals that you want to achieve. And if they're, you're doing them in the right way and you're yeah. doing them with the right group of people, okay, you're going to get there. We're right? in the same mindset that way. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I, I've always felt it's like a downfall of mine where I can only look so far. I have to look a certain, you know, like I have to know what's sort of coming in. But like, I, I like how things progress organically too. Like, just from how one opportunity leads to another and leads to another and how things develop. And that's how some of my best stuff has happened just by letting it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were to say um, from a business standpoint, five, 10 years, like do you, ha- does the business have any sort of like um, long-term strategies? Yeah. And my next, my next point to that was don't get me wrong because unfortunately the world that I am is probably the slowest moving world there is. Right. <laughs> so in, in terms of overall planning, 
if you're not thinking five, 10 years out, you're, you're wrong. Like, right. Like you're not achieving what you need to achieve. So I'm, I'm unfortunately forced to kind of, you know, in terms of visions of areas or things that I see that I would love to do, you know, I'm working on two projects now that are 10 years in the making Yeah, that, you know, that is in, in my mindset, that is crazy to think about that. Yes. I, I go, holy cow, I started that 14 years ago. And wow. yeah. And, and, you know, to see the iterations of how our world has changed so dramatically. So especially from a building perspective, when, what I thought 14 years ago, yeah. um, you know, from, yeah. in terms of the environment, in terms of our community, in yeah. terms of how people use spaces, yep. it is flipped upside down. Right. And so you, you can imagine now trying to well, think that far ahead again, it, it's, you can't. I see. I, yeah. yeah. Same. I, I often think that I have to think, Oh, well this could maybe happen in the next five years. That's a cool thing. But you, like that, you may have something that's on a specific track, but because how things progress technology, like with technology and well, from, especially in my industry, anything can kind of throw you for a loop and then you're having to kind of adjust yourself too, right? Well, especially now with the environment being such a huge factor in all parts of what we do. Yeah. It's, it's funny, even going back as long as five years, because I feel like we're, I feel like I've been taken advantage of, to be totally honest, in terms, <laughs> in terms of the way that we, we as a world have been working to make a better environment for the last five, 10 years. Yeah. I don't want to say we've been lied to, but we've been chasing an efficiency standard that is actually in a lot of cases worse for our environment. Right. So, right. Um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's the growth of communities, growth of society, it's learning things, but learn if you, in the old, if I knew now what I, what, if I knew then what I knew now, you'd be like, Oh my gosh, like what, what was I doing? I was, trying, yes. I thought I was doing so much good. Yeah. But it, I was doing it because it's what was, you know, told me I was, I was told to do blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But we were all doing it wrong. Yes. And uh, so it's great to see those changes, but it's just funny to see how quickly some of those changes come down. And again, to then put that into the future to say five years down the road, what, what will it are be? we, are we printing houses? Like you can organically grow a brick right now. Yeah. Like that, that's where <laughs> like our world is at right now. The house, that, the brick that goes on your house in a few years could be, be grown. Yeah. Like that's crazy. And it's like the whole, um, now with, uh, Tesla creating um, or Elon creating the mm -hmm. the solar roofs, right? Like, and, and apparently that's like, you can, he's rolling it out now. Like, it, it's achievable. Yeah, like you can just you can get it, and apparently it's it's equal to or maybe slightly less over time than getting like a, a traditional kind of shingling or whatever it is. It, it, yeah, the, the struggle, unfortunately, that Canada has, and, and with on the solar side is always as we get winter, we have less hours of sun right. the, the, the winter months. So yeah. it's always been. Cause I'm just renovating a house too. And, and the struggle of it is, is to find a, it trying to get, if you're trying to get net zero is to find a renewable energy source that right. it's the battery storage that becomes a bit of the issue. Right. So, yeah. um, but again, that's, it's when I started looking a few years ago, it's multiple times better than it was. So are you, you are you messing around with any of that? Kind oh of yeah. Thing? All of it. Oh, yeah. oh you it, are? It, oh yeah. And I, that's, I, I nerd out over that stuff. So oh, I, I that's love it. Awesome. Yeah. We're actually just working on a, a cambium, um, uh, can be environmental as a company here in town and we're just working on their new hq their head office or whatever and, and part of that is is looking at a lot of those initiatives and uh, it's really really fun to bring in some of those energy advisors in terms of you know best practices now best practices for the future that um, is awesome and and not just efficiency but carbon right so that's where I, when i was kind of saying yeah i was lied to we were all kind of lied to because we chased how cheaply can we operate our home or how more efficiently can we operate our home right but some of the decisions we were making to operate them in a more efficient way, yeah, we will never re regain that through the carbon choices that we made. So some of the materials that we were using to achieve that efficiency, yeah, were so bad for our world, yes, that we were putting them in our buildings, yeah, 
And no matter how efficient we are going forward, yeah, we will never gain, Get that gain back. back what we did to the world, Isn't right? That's scary stuff. So scary. Like, and you just look at it and you go, "Wow, <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that stuff freaks me out. I try not to. Yeah, I, I my, if my brain goes there too much, I get really freaked out. But but it, but again, it's funny. Then you go back another generation. I've bought buildings that had no insulation in them. So, you know, in the, oh. there, in the 80s, there was a time that energy was so cheap yeah. that the co- the payback on putting insulation into a house would have been 20 years or something. So, like you and I talking about putting solar on our yes. roof now, yeah. you're like, oh, it's, you know, the payback's a little long. I don't know if I can afford it, that kind of a conversation. Right. In the 80s, people were saying, well, insulation, you know, hydro is only this. So, yeah. it would take, if it's going to cost me $1,000 to insulate my house. Yeah. I will never get the payback out of it. So they just weren't insulating houses. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, crazy. So did you always have, because I have no um, no um, handy handyman bone in my body, like zero, I'm talking zero. Like if, if I have a friend who comes from South Africa who came over and he's like, so he helped me put my TV up and he's like, okay, where's your toolbox? I'm like, I don't, I don't have a toolbox. Like, so did you, did, did you have that? going into all this stuff because or do you just outsource and you're like okay you guys just look after this i have the vision you guys go ahead so you and i are probably identical yeah i do have a strong work ethic that i will figure some things out if i have to so when i started okay like when you're starting doing rentals and those kind of things you you have to do a lot of the stuff yourself because you really can't make any money yeah if every problem that comes up at the time you're outsourcing a plumber and electrician uh yes joe blow of all trades yeah um you lose there's hundred bucks, hundred bucks. You, you lose all the money you'd ever get. Yeah. Right? So you, you kind of have to do a lot yourself. So I've, I was forced to do a lot. I'm not good at any of it. Yeah. Um, and I don't do any of it now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I just can't wrap my brain around any of that stuff. I, my wife's like, you know, you can look online and there's like, yeah, no, nope. nope. <laughs> Cause I know the end of that story. <laughs> And that story spends you spending five hours on something yeah. that doesn't get finished properly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you weren't, it's hard to go back and like hit reset and be like, oh, okay. So if I had done this, maybe this would have happened. Did you have any kind of other um, passions or avenues that you thought, oh, oh, you, you said doctor, but I, I said doctor because I, I think I, I always felt I wanted to help people. But I, yeah. I think when I was going through school, um, coming to the end of high school, I, I kind of would have thought I was going to be a teacher. That's kind of mm-hmm. where my, again, I, lo- I love working with kids. And yeah. I love just, you know, being, you know, again, helping, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know what guided me off that path, to be totally honest. I, my, yeah. my life took a bit of a jump in my early 20s because my mom passed away. So I okay. kind of did a bit of a, a shift from living in Kitchener-Waterloo to coming home. And yeah. um, this helped out my dad. So, I you know, I, was, I didn't have anything figured out. And, and then again, just you know, doing your best to keep your eyes open for opportunities. And then I, I kind of, so that would have been, um, I guess, um, I mean, it's, un- it's unfortunate, but you, you came back here for, oh, to, no. to look after things or a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, and I, and I, I don't want to say I wouldn't be here, but I probably wouldn't be here at all. I, right. would, I would have been the guy cause I had, you know, I was in business school and I was getting yeah. job offers from Toronto and, Wealth in London and whatever yep. to do your summer here. Well, because they do it. And that was always one of the points here in Peterborough that I think we do a terrible job of is yeah. in where Venture North kind of came from and where hopefully trended Fleming, you know, their future lies is that we don't keep any of those great students here, especially with the international flair that, you know, m- more so Fleming than Trent has now. Yeah. We need to get that retention rate up. But, but in light of like Laurier, so Laurier, they like come into the school and poach wine and dine, whatever you want to say. They want, they want you. They are there to get you and have you stay in Kitchener Waterloo. Wow. Which 
Peterborough doesn't have. Right? No, that's like when I went to Sheridan for illustration, they were, um, um, Disney would always come in for animators. Right. So, um, and it was the same kind of thing. Like they, you know, they was the school to be at. And I would love to see more of that here. I mean, um, I think at one point we were like, we had the oldest population in Canada and I don't know if that's still the case, but, uh, uh, I just had this talk with a friend and, but we're seeing more of a, like an insurgence of like young energy, like uh, way more than there ever was here. Yeah. And I, I think, and I, I, I might misquote this, but I, th I think Neil Morton was the one that shared something with me the other day. There was a study done. This Canada is the second largest growing youth population in Canada. Mm. The only reason I remember it, cause I was kind of shocked, Yeah, but then I read it and it was, it was accurate. Now we're talking. It's a metric, like it's a not, it's not a huge number, but yeah. at least we're on the map. At least it's happening, and it's not going the other way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you often have like, um, because Ashburnham's kind of front and center, and as far as downtown and stuff, do you have a lot of, do you have a lot of young people or or approach you for like work or maintenance or anything like that, like? Yeah, we're, we're, we're fortunate and we get quite a few and we're again, even more fortunate that we're kind of a smaller knit family, we, you know, there's 10 or 12 at, at any point in time, depending yep. on whether people are outsourced or part of our team. Yeah. And, uh, most have been there for a really long time. And most, again, I would consider part of our family Yeah, and, uh, not most all, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, we don't, in our world, we don't have to get a lot bigger, which is, that's awesome, uh, which, which is great. Um, we may, you know, add one or two as, as the future goes yeah. forward. But, uh, you know, I, I think the team we have now is pretty awesome. I, we don't see any changes in the, in the future, which is great. So, yeah, um, it always, it always, every time I go in there, it's always super positive and everyone's ha seems to be having a great time. Yeah. So, What's important, right? Like, and, and yeah. you know, people don't appreciate enough that if you look at the, how you spend your days, you spend more of your life working than doing anything else. And if you don't like yes. your place of work, your every part, other part of your life is not going to be working. Right? No, so, it's not. Yeah. It's such, I, it's easy to say, especially when you're on, especially when you feel like, you know, kind of what you should be doing and stuff. I just wish more people would take the time to try to discover that. It's so, it's so incredibly important. And I preach it all the time because like we're not here very long like we're really not yeah it, I, and i always have the conversation too it, it's funny if we both have the uh, we we all have those t two key, key elements to our life our personal and our work life it's impossible for those two to fulfill ourselves right like it's yeah no and people put so much pressure on those two elements of their life but you know there's no job that's going to get you what you need right like so for me my my day-to-day -day work it wouldn't give me everything i need i there's certain volunteer things that again add little elements to my life yeah that I feel completed. But if I didn't do those, I would probably hate going into work every day. Right. right? So yeah, we all need to look outside those two key components. It, it's not just family and yeah. work. It's, you know, you got to find what your two passions are and do them. Like exactly. something like this for you, yep. this is a, you know, this is not part of your regular gig, but you yeah. probably love it. It's yeah. you probably leave it something different and, and invigorating. Yeah. And I've said to people before on the podcast, I, the reason I started this was this is a perfect example. We see each other sometimes walking down yep. the street and we say, Hey, and we've exchanged emails and you've supported my art, which is awesome. But never have we sat down and chatted mm -hmm. like, so th this kind of thing, um, is huge for me. And yeah, it just elevates kind of just something why else. I'm doing, something else. why I'm yeah. doing what I'm doing. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, do you see, I kind of think of my business sometimes as like, a cool kind of legacy thing. Like I would love, not that it has to happen, but I'm just thinking like, it would be cool if my, for example, my daughter's really into art. It'd be cool to kind of like 
have her follow along a little bit to yep. see that, hey, it can be done. Like yep. if you work and, you know, it takes a while, but yes, you can make it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that in terms of that or is this just something you've, you do and you don't really, do you see it as a kind of a legacy thing? Kind of the same thing as the earlier comment about the goals. I would love to be able to tell you that I do. Like I have this vision yeah. of something, but I really don't. Like no, I, that's, that's honest. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I have a, I have a vision. I love Peterborough. I, I think we're so incredibly fortunate. You know, the people in Peterborough, all the things that we have going for ourselves. Yeah. Um, so do I, I, I think my passion when it comes to that is I see the opportunity that we have here to create a community that is absolute world-class and we haven't done it. You know, it's, it's, there's stuff there. There's some good things happening, but there's still a lot, a lot, a lot of improvements we need to make. Yeah. And we have the opportunity to do it. We haven't screwed ourselves yet for, sort of lack of a better term yeah and uh you know the opportunities there and i think a lot of people can see it so my my passion or drive on that side of stuff in terms of making that change there is there is a bit of a longer term vision for mm-hmm. that but but again i i i in my world i get there by doing you know small incremental things every day that hopefully get me there yeah that's a good answer um that kind of leads into one of my questions was okay so downtown right mm-hmm. it's a it gets beat up all the time, <laughs> like all the friggin' time, like yep. crime, drugs, tent city, um, empty storefronts. Uh, I don't know. There's a laundry list. Oh yeah. 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 Keep going. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's nonstop. But again, I always preach how much I love down here because, um, like I've much like you, like I haven't traveled as much as you, but with it, even just within the scope of Ontario, mm-hmm. going from town to city to city, the grass is not greener. Like, uh, we have a really sweet spot down here for Mm -hmm. a lot of reasons. And, um, I think more people really need to kind of explore that and like, just like downtown is, is awesome. It's, there's so much going on down here. Yeah. Um, what, I don't know. It's a hard one. Like where do you see an end to kind of like what's going on down here? Like there's for sure some problems that have to be fixed down here. Mm -hmm. But as far as even just the kind of like the um, um, kind of the the bad rap it's getting, like, how do you think we can fix it? Well, you might have just started another hour long podcast just on this <laughs> conversation. But I know, but you know, there are everything you're saying. There are there are some truths and there are some false to you know are some yeah know, inaccurates to some of the stuff that's out there. You know, stats wise, downtown's as safe as it's ever been. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, because sometimes I don't believe it, but it actually is. Yeah. Um, there is an element there that we need to make sure anyone that has any situations they make, it's very important to report anything that's happening, right? Because mm-hmm. those stats come from people reporting things. Mm-hmm. So um, if you ever feel that you're in danger, that's very important, right? Because you know then stats don't get skewed. We have actual stats, and that's what people drive these days. It's all drive off stat, mm-hmm. driven off stats. But you know, downtown from a retail component has never been healthier or easier either. Our actual vacancy in terms of storefront vacancy is at an all-time low and, and significant all-time low. Um, in terms of the – it's unfortunate because the two glaring vacancies are right in the main block of George Street. Yes. And both of those buildings are being totally renovated. Okay. Um, so you're in a snapshot of time that even mid this year you'll see action on both of those properties. Um, yeah. And both owners have great plans for them. and. Again, as someone who lives outside of the downtown and comes downtown and sees something like that, totally understand. It looks like garbage. It looks like something's going on. Yeah. Positive action's coming up. Things are happening. It's, yeah. They're not sitting there dwindling. Yeah. They're being renovated. Um, the other big thing that, in one of the, the things I work on, 
is residents. So, mm-hmm. the, you know, Peterborough, for whatever reason, sprawled. We sprawled, you know, the old adage in North America, people went to cheaper land, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were just at our time when people are actually demanding infill. They want to live in or in and around the core. And mm-hmm. our bigger problem is we've never had good supply because the, the demand wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. We had a really dwindling downtown because no one was really living down here. Yeah, The upper floors weren't inhabited really was a very much a nine to five downtown mm-hmm. people left and went to their subdivision home. And that right. was it. Yeah. Um, so now there is a, you know, from what we see and what we are doing and inv- investing strongly in is a demand for both condos and apartments, affordable, non-affordable luxury, whatever you want to call them, all, all levels mm-hmm. in and around the core. And so, you know, once, if you were to look two, three, five years out, if there are 500, a thousand, 1500 more people, living in and around the core that's thriving that's right. what we need to get people you know then you create a community right we are all by i say we because i would be one of them mm-hmm. um using the downtown getting our wares downtown shopping for our everything downtown yep. and that creates the community and vibrancy that we all want so it's again we're we're not there so there's it, all the stuff you said is totally accurate some is perception some is reality yep but um with all that comes opportunity, right? So, and I think we're at that tipping point where those opportunities need to be done right. And if they're done right, we we have everything we need, you know, a, a compact tight downtown, mm. amazing heritage right on the water. You know, you couldn't ask for anything more. No, by the way, I just, just yesterday drove by the one, I didn't even know it was there now, the one on um, Little Lake yep. on Crescent, yep. is it Crescent Street? Yep, so that, yeah, that whole, is that you guys? No, so it's a it's a, a guy that owned an electrician company in town years ago, and again, visionary from him. He was I'm gonna I'm gonna use the number of twenty years as it owned those properties for twenty years, mm. and had wanted to do that style of development to retire there. And uh, so it is beautiful. It's significant. Like it is. <laughs> it, it, they have, and again, like it or not, some people don't like it, and, and that's oh, people don't like change but sometimes. But they uh, that's someone who is investing a lot, a lot of money. And they're not investing it necessarily to make a fortune. They're living there. So those are people that have okay. So stuff that we're talking about, those people that want to sell their place out on one of the lakes or on their acreage or whatever okay. and want to be part of our community. These are people that are selling their homes, moving into town and investing a lot of money. And those people, again, are going to walk and ride their bike, be part of our community downtown, sit at the Silver Bean, come down to St. Bronis for dinner, go to a movie, you know, you know, be part of the community. Shit, man, I love yeah. that. I like, I love it so much. This, I, I got an immediate picture, like when you were talking there about developing down here, just being like, oh my god, yeah, it's good. What it, what it will be. Well, is. and it's funny because it again, it was, as I said earlier about the idea of how times have changed so much in the last fifteen years. Like that area, for example, we're doing one just down the street from there, that's a bit bigger than that, but it, it would be condos and apartments, and, and same thing you know, how that vision has changed over the last 10 years mm-hmm. um, because our community's changed and grown and it's it's kind of, it's fun to see, right? And it's fun to plan and then see how people are going to use that and interplay with the lake and interplay with the downtown. And, yes. Oh man, I'm all over condo living, by the way. That's like, I think for me where it's at. I don't, I don't want the yard work. <laughs> no, but, well, and it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting time, right? Like there's a lot of, between condo slash apartment living and then, you know, co-housing is kind of the new big one that, is, you know, getting people out of their bigger homes. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot of people, and Peter Rose is a great example of, so we'll use the avenues, for example. Yeah. There's five, six-bedroom homes everywhere that either have a couple or a single in them. 
that just, you know, over time, they did, yes. whether it's a divorce or a widowed or, yeah. you know, kids are gone, you know, these big massive homes yeah. that are 5,000 square feet, terribly yeah. inefficient to heat, have to clean them all, like all the work, right? Yes. That if, if the proper supplies there, we're able to get those folks into a community that they would enjoy much more where they can have neighbors and friends and get out and walk and bike. And then that turns their house over for family to buy. Right. So that starts the cycle going, right. Yes. Where we just haven't had that again, that supply to get the, get the cycle going. Yeah. We'll take a break here in a couple, a couple yep. minutes, but before we do that, um, perfect example, my grandparents are in their late eighties and, uh, still go like still self-sufficient still doing it uh, you know have their own place and and uh my mom and my my uncle have been trying to get them to kind of so that's a perfect example of that kind of like where they just don't have so much to look after mm -hmm. it is literally the perfect scenario and i would love to see that like that kind of thing happen for sure well and it's not as much uh phys like it, uh, it is physical wellness because you do want to get out to walk and, and yeah. bike but it, it's just as much mental health right so yes. you, you you know to talk to people and you know have neighbors to be able to walk to a coffee shop and meet with people and yes. be part of a community not out in a subdivision yeah. where you you know aren't necessarily really even seeing anyone yeah. right so if you yeah. caught the routine of jumping on the bus or jumping in your car going get groceries yeah you know, just comes down to quality of life. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. Cool. One sec. We'll come right back. Sounds good. Okay. We're back. Um, I, I had a, a, a neat question because, uh, I think I saw Laura posted or, or maybe it was just thrash Burnham. Mm -hmm. You do kind of like these like mini highlights on, on tenants and stuff sometimes. Yep. And, um, it was really cool to see. Uh, um, oh, I like your socks, but I think I have a pair of those. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, it was like an older couple yep. who I, I don't know if had moved just recently moved here okay. or yeah, yeah. been. Do you do you see a lot more of that happening where you're having um, a like longer term renters and b like an older population kind of mm -hmm. selling and renting now? Yep. Yeah. So, so going back to the conversation we just had there yeah. about um, that that demographic of people that have you know decided that they want to live a more healthy, active lifestyle. Mm -hmm. If I think because I, I think I, I did it with them, I think you're probably talking about uh, it was a, a highlight of two of our tenants named Michael and Barbara, and they are the loveliest couple, and they come to our office all the time. Oh, they brought in gifts or something they, for you well, guys. They always do. We're spoiled. Do they? Um, baking and anyway, that's a different story. Oh man, I was in there around Christmas. You guys were like, yep. Laura was trying to hand me stuff. Absolutely spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that because people, <laughs> people think we don't appreciate it. But the, yeah, so th this, they're, a, they're an amazing couple. And yeah, I think we wanted to highlight their story because they, uh, to us, were very typical of a lot of people out there right now. Yeah. They, they, they had actually never really spent a lot of time downtown because they were in a West End subdivision. Yeah. And, you know, they are, they are you know, like your grandparents. They're, they're in their, their older years. And, yeah. Um, but now get out, go to coffee shops, go to shows, go to show place. And, you yeah. know, are really involved in the community. And uh, where before, they, they wouldn't be, right? So, yeah. Uh, Again, obviously physical health is there because you're walking and biking and getting out, but the mental health side of stuff is that it's not just the two of them or it's not just the one of them in a, in a widow situation or whatever. And, uh, yeah, they, you know, get out and be, you know, part of the community field. They're being productive, volunteering with different groups. And yeah. They're, they're amazing people. We're, yeah. Really yeah. Lucky. That's great. Um, so what's, what's your, uh, so you, you're a big fan of Nashville, mm -hmm. right? So what, so do you go there often? What, what is, I guess, 
I'm asking this because I just, when I created that piece for you, um, there's a few different locations you, that you loved and Nashville was definitely one of them. Um, so what is the like draw for you? To... Do you? Do you know what's funny? So my friend played hockey in Nashville and I would have never gone to Nashville until he did. So I frequently go there now and, and probably will forever now because he lives there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, kind of what I just talked about in terms of what I see Peterborough being. And I, people have always said that Peterborough could be the Nashville North and all those kind of things. Not as much because we're making it a music city, which I certainly think it could because our arts and culture is mm-hmm. just, just as strong. Um, but they really do have with their Broadway, they have, you know, we're not, you know, so don't say I'm trying to make us like Nashville or I think that's what's going to, but they do have a decorated downtown that has very strong heritage uh-huh. um, and a lot of really great things going on. And they made the planning, you know, stick though that, that, that they had incentives in that area to make sure that that stayed and people weren't knocking them down. And it, it that, that was, is what it is. Right. And then people live around the outskirts, right? So they, there's not a ton of people that live right in the main downtown. Yeah. Like it's a very entertainment and work-based area. And then there's these different little boroughs around that yeah. have walkability and bikeability to the downtown. So they're all using it, right? Mm. Um, so it's it's a, it's a unique in that capacity, right? Because it's just a big, small town. Um, yeah. It's very big now because it's exploded in terms of uh, – because it has that – what what Peterborough has is that community feel, right? Yes. We don't – you know, we're not – you know – if you're thinking of, you know, Toronto's little brother kind of thing, we're not the Brooklyn's or the Oshawa's. We yeah. actually are our own entity, which I think is a huge selling feature for anyone bringing their family or, or retiring somewhere that they actually are part of something. Yeah. And there is some real culture and heritage and, and you know, there's something there. Right. And, uh, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. Like what you described there definitely like echoes Peterborough, like the trails and being, being very, like down here being focused on work and entertainment and yeah, we have the, we have the foundation like literally for, for this to be like an amazing, I mean, it already is amazing, but for it to just kind of blow up, mm-hmm. I think that's, it's going to happen for sure. Yep. Um, so your dedication to like the arts community here mm-hmm. is a big one. Um, anywhere I go, I kind of, I, I sing that, sing those praises for sure. Um, nobody has what we have as far as like the commerce building here. There's when I moved in here, actually, I didn't even know over there was filled with artists. Oh, really? Like I just, <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. did not know. Um, so was that when you guys bought, purchased this area here, was that kind of in the back of your mind? Like you already knew who was in here sort of thing. Did you already have that? Like, okay, now, now we can foster this kind of art, this kind of community that's already existing there or like, what's, what was your kind of thinking around here? Again, I'd like to give you some kind of earth shattering. Yeah. I, I thought that, Yeah, but going, kind of going back to the, the first conversation that I had, I work, love working with people with passion mm-hmm. and I'm not going to call artists business people, but they are kind of business people. Our artists in general, you're, yeah. if some, someone is an artist, they work their ass off. Yeah like an entrepreneur yeah they you know they get paid usually on a piece rate of some capacity yes. like an entrepreneur yeah um and they're probably stressed out to all hell like an entrepreneur yeah um <laughs> so I, I don't think people pay attention enough to how similar we all are right right and you know it's that passion that kind of connects us so you know a long story short on that i don't think i really appreciated the extent to which something like this could be appreciated expanded on grow thrive until i met all the people um, mm-hmm. so until you meet those people and you can see what they put into what they do 
again, how passionate they are. And again, kind of underappreciated, like, you know, we had a conversation just before this about something, you know, advertising something on social media with a couple of the other people in the studio here, but yeah. being like, well, why isn't that all over the place? It would be super popular. Yeah. And it just wasn't thought about. Right. Right. But it's like, there's so much of that. Like, and you know, my first time the the concept of first Friday art crawl came around, I was like, this is kind of great. And you know, art yeah. can be somewhat intimidating as much as people may not believe it. I live by the art gallery. I don't go into the art gallery, Yeah, but I'll go to every first Friday art crawl. Yes. It's very accessible. It's not intimidating to me. Yes. And I also feel that I'm, you know, I'm with the artist. I'm part of the, the relationship with the artist. Yeah. And I don't think people can appreciate, you know, how much amazing art of every genre comes out of even like this building, all of our downtown, all of our city. Yeah. And as opposed to going to home sense. Yes. Like, thank you. <laughs> no, but, but seriously. Yeah. And, and I mean that with all respect because I've done it. Like, yeah. and again, before I even and knew, like I, before we had purchased this building, I wouldn't have known I could have walked in here and met an artist that A, would make me anything and, and B, it would be really, really good. Yeah. But you just don't know, right? So, you know, I, I think it's been a an eye-opening experience for me. And I like to think it's an eye-opening experience for a lot of people. The first time they come to something like that, they can appreciate, you know, the, A, the, the warmness of everyone opening up their studios and being like, hey, come in and check out what I do. Yeah. Cause that's, that takes a lot. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, that's a border to break down. You know, I'm insecure about a lot of things. I'm yes. sure artists are like, as soon as you open your door, you're like, okay, come in. It's true. It's kind of putting yeah. your, your heart you're, in your you're sleeve. Na- kind you're of naked thing. in the room basically. Yes. Right. So, yeah. you know, but you know, all the credit in the world of that, but once that happens, I think there's again, a relationship built and it's uh, yeah. pretty awesome for, and we need to get more of it. Right. So I, you know, you know, the visions for here, if there are any, because I try to not yes. too far in the distance would be, it would be amazing to have some kind of a common studio, you know, yeah. where there is a, a co-op piece to it in some way. Yes. Um, but that's, you know, that's in the future. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's had a profound impact on my entire life, like being down here and having the space that I have. So it's, it's a, like, you've already discovered this, you said, just by talking to everyone after being around, Mm -hmm. it's a massive, massive deal for, for all of us to be, to have this like, um, so yeah, thank you so much. And, um, and even like the stuff, even the small things like, like, you know, you walk in one day and someone's painting the outside or the new signage went up, right? Like it's those little, like those little details that just make it so awesome. Right. And, um, still a lot, this one's like a lot of really cool stuff to come to so this one. There's yeah, it's stay tuned. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's so cool. Um, and then there was, I don't know if you can talk about this or not, but there was, um, chatter about the back area here mm-hmm. something happening with that. Yeah. So search. So, yeah. So the, the, the initial plan of that always was, you know, it is one of the cooler courtyards in the area for sure. Yeah. But parking is still a key thing in, yes. our, in our downtown yeah um which is another issue we probably could have talked about in the downtown side I, stuff. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh so, so yeah we're going to start this year with the landscaping back there but we've kind of done it in a in a three phase bit okay. of thing so we're going to keep the parking as is for now yeah but, but do the landscaping and patios and stuff um so you like uh, Pro- so the, providence and okay cool and those kind of places can kind of create that that courtyard patio vibe awesome um with the goal eventually, because we have to do some things elsewhere with parking to uh, yeah. get the parking out of there eventually, which would be awesome. Yeah. The, um, for anyone who hasn't, cause this is, yeah, we don't, no one can see what we're doing. Um, <laughs> there is, uh, there is a, like a courtyard in between kind of the, in the middle of the building here. And, um, and, uh, 
it's you look at it even looking at it from the, the far studio over here at the windows it's just freaking beautiful like it looks like it could be like a new york city building or I, I don't even know it's just amazing to look at well and, there. and again it's funny to think because like back when we were doing the you know down in the cafe district the, the you know the patios and stuff down there which are amazing mm-hmm. they turned out great and there's you know it's it's been a lot of fun doing that the world's kind of changed a bit people really love the pocket hidden patio where there was this like and i don't know it was because of the old arms slash public and now that you know the patio had to be on the corner and everyone wanted to see everyone going by right yes but now it's like this more of a you know boutique vibe where people like hidden courtyard you know that kind of stuff where you're off the street and you can create a really cool vibe and more private exactly like the only like the only which has been there forever i remember being a teenager well i went to pcvs and that that was the place to go yeah like just hang out back there but if you think about that that kind of a patio there there it's very unique right so it is that uh, but that's kind of where people see you know it's the next thing right yes and even being down here and not like I still haven't discovered all the little restaurants. Like mm-hmm. if you go further up, George, like there's little spots, little like Thai spots. And like, yeah. It's oh, just, well, and for me, like think how much I, I like. So like I, I, I love food. Um, yeah. And so I get to kind of be like, well, I, we're missing this, right? So we've got a new Vietnamese, Vietnamese place opening up down the street that like I'm like every day. I'm like, when are you opening? When are you opening? When are you opening? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Pad Thai is my yeah. weakness, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, what else is on my list here? I guess that's a big list and we've carved through it pretty well. We have, I guess advice. If you were to give advice, it's a tricky one because I'll ask, for example, like graphic, graphic designers or other creatives kind of what their advice is for anyone coming up in that field. Your, your feel is really unique. Um, I don't know how to really frame the question, but like advice for anyone, looking to kind of i guess in a holistic kind of view of what you've achieved being still being so young like general advice like i guess is what i'm looking for well no and actually i'm leaving here to go to a junior achievement thing and the junior achievement talks that i give are very much geared around the same thing because i the more kids teens young adults that i work with the stress in today's world is crazy. Yeah. Like it is, I, you know, my friends and I have this conversation all the time that I don't know if I would have survived a world that had social media when I was a teenager. Yes. Like it's terrifying. It is. I think we're good now that we've got to a point that everyone understands social media, mm. but coming through the world of what is social media, what it is, it's scary, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, the world has dramatically changed and it adds so much more stress to kids well, not, not even kids, you know, a 50 year old who feels that they don't know what exactly what they're doing in their life or they haven't really truly figured themselves mm-hmm. out. To me, the, the one piece of advice that I've always given is that we're, we're always constantly changing, right? You're never going to figure it out, right? So for me, it's the idea of just keeping your eyes open to opportunities and never, you know, you're not going to, there's no top of a mountain. Like we're always going to be, you know, climbing up a different mountain, but that's the fun part, right? So it where is. I think now the, whether you're, uh, whether it's your daughter at X age or someone that's 25 or someone that's 60 who feels that they really haven't been fulfilled in life, we're always looking for something. Yeah. But you were never going to, you know, accept the fact we're not, you're not going to find it. Like no. there's all, like the average people say now that it's like what seven careers in a in a life. Yeah. Don't sit there at the end of your seventh and be like, 
oh, I, I think I did it. Like, you know, there's no such no. thing, right? Like you'll, and the last thing I, I, I sit there seeing is all these kids that are stressed out because they can't decide what they want to do. Oh my God, don't even get me started. But it, but it's a reality. Every single 20 year old in the world right now is yes. struggling because they look online and feel that they should know what they're going to do for the rest of their life. And there's no such thing anymore. No, there's not. So just accept that. Get up every morning, work hard, kick ass and get up the next day. Like exactly. there's nothing else you can do, right? It's something I, I tell my kids and especially Sam who rents from you guys actually, um, uh, the pressure, he, he feels the pressure. And like you said, every, like everyone at any stage really, but especially that kind of 20, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I told him, I said, don't like he was in, he was going to Fleming. Didn't like it, dropped out, felt guilty for dropping out. I'm like, so what? Look, you're 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Work, work and, and enjoy. Yep. Like there's, there's all this, um, shit around just like, uh, achieve, achieve, do, do, do. And which is amazing, but, um, like find yourself a little bit too. Totally. And, um, and again, to piggyback on what you said there, it is, it is a hundred percent the journey. I mean, that's something I've discovered too, is like, my God, like uh, everyone's always beating themselves up on what they're not doing or what they could do better. It is literally just like you live your life yep. day by day, goal by goal, just kind of achieving as you can and you know, just well, working, and, right? Yeah. And going back to that, that same conversation, we're all, we're all responsible for that. We, we made this, you know, goal setting society and I was one of them. Like I, you know, I made my list of hundred goals and things I had to do and all, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. Is it, mm-hmm. you know, this is the person I see myself becoming, but when it becomes a checklist on your wall, you're creating an expectation, right? And that expectation can really stress and it can get, take away from your everyday life. You know, focus on the really micro things about being a really good person. You keep surrounding yourself with the good people and working hard. Yes. And if you do those things every day and you keep repeating the same habits, that's that's where success happens right yes. it's not it doesn't happen when you put a i'm making a million bucks i got to make a million bucks that's my number i'm going to get there that's I'm gonna, at all costs that's all that matters to me yeah because that will be all that matters to you and you know the old adage is you'll get it but that's the only thing you'll get that's right so you know how important is that to you so yeah th- you know that's take the stress off yeah <laughs> happiness overall else yeah. right yeah i think we'll end it there that's perfect so thank you so much for taking the time i know you're busy and, and thanks for coming in and checking out the studio up here again and yeah i know it was great to come in like i said i've been been here since it was finished so it's uh i love it I yeah should, should, should hang out up here more yeah for sure yeah. awesome thanks so much paul and uh enjoy the rest of your day thank you okay.